out. We're all set up on this side. And don't forget, when you get in, you have to come and let me in before the trim fence button on. Alright? Oh, hi. Uh, welcome to the Incast. We uh, left the archives to see how the rich and famous are preparing for the apocalypse. And, uh, we're on an island off the Atlantic coast. It's partially man-made, and it has this giant complex all surrounded by a large electrified wall that you can hear it humming. Uh, our plan is to broadcast an old uh, Iancast, episode 63, until the guards come out. And when they do, they'll turn off the electrified wall and just climb in and let me in. Uh, the weather sucks, though. Copy that. Starting now. We got to do it too. We got to do it too. We got to have it every now. We got to do it too. Let's hold down on the paper until you hear me talking at you. Woo! I think I know what you like, but... I say I think. I think I say. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say that, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow, now is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? Do you hear me? Hey, it's good for you. It's a good scene, as it is. This is a love song. I'd like to dedicate this to all that Nashville pussy. Episode 63. Ian, yeah. I've taken what you had uh, mentioned in your email under advisement, and I looked at modifying a WordPress site that I already had into uh, an Iancast website, so not only would you have a podcast for one person, you'd also have a website for one person. But um, it reeked of effort, and the talent on a computer that I possess, uh, you could fit inside of Thimble, and uh, I don't think I would be able to make it work with my limited um, skills, as I'm uh, taxed doing um, this yes, yes. Um, recording yes. onto my phone and then sending it to you as a podcast. That is about the extent of my uh, my skill. Um, the the other uh, bit of skill is um, collecting rock, 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 and uh, collecting rock. 
is what this show's about, Ian, and today you're getting another triple shot. Uh, the first of the albums that you will be getting is uh, a Keith Richards album called Talk is Cheap, which I believe came out in the late 80s. Uh, this is uh, remastered in 2019, and it has a, a whole bunch of classic um, Keith Richards on it. I think most of it's kind of appropriate, and you could play in the car for the kids. Um, the track five, You Don't Move Me, is a, um, a classic a classic song in uh, where, where it's uh, calling somebody out. There's a number of these songs that are um, out there in the rock pantheon, and this one is a direct attack on Mick Jagger. Savage, savage diss of Mick Jagger. Um, in the subsequent years, I believe the hundreds of millions of dollars that uh, they've made together softens some of the annoyance that I'm sure the two of them find working together. Um, and you'll find that with some bands where, you know, they will either not like each other and break up, or they will not like each other, but they just can make so much money that they grin and bear it and put up with whatever the crap is as they, in the case of the Rolling Stones, become billionaires. Um, this is a, what do we have on this one, 17 tracks, of which at least eight or nine of them are really good. Uh, Take It So Hard, track two. Great. Struggle, track three. Great. As I mentioned, You Don't Move Me. Great as a song, even better when you know um, it's making fun of Mick Jagger. I didn't like that. And uh, he's always had a thing going after Mick Jagger uh, because Mick Jagger's done a number of solo albums 
um, all of which have been fairly terrible. Disappointing. And Keith Richards has done a number of solo albums, all of which have been quite good. And uh, Keith Richards, I mean, they don't sell millions of copies, but Mick Jagger's uh, last solo album sold like 500 copies. <laughs> so you can um, you can certainly appreciate uh, some of the songs on this if you listen to the thing the whole way through. Um, the other albums are both from the same year. That year would be 1978. And uh, I've included an album by uh, Ted Nugent. Uh, Ted Nugent. <laughs> Ted Nugent. Ian, I know that politically uh, he and I don't see eye to eye, and uh, I would imagine that you and Ted Nugent don't see eye to eye on practically anything at all. But um, this is a live album, Double Live Gonzo, and this is one of the classic, classic, classic um, live albums, along with Kiss Alive and uh, UFO Stranger in the Night. This is an album that, um, before, I, I guess, uh, Ted Nugent got a lot of press and showed kind of what a despicable personality he's got. Um, this album got literally hundreds of thousands of people to play guitar. And um, the history within Ted Nugent's band is uh, quite interesting. Um, there is an album that I sent you, Derek St. Holmes, and... Um, other dude from Aerosmith, um, Whitford St. Holmes, that album I sent you, um, Derek St. Holmes is the vocalist for Ted Nugent over various periods of time, and uh, at around this time, uh, Ted Nugent had been making a solo album, and um, he quit in the middle. Derek St. Holmes left in the middle, and Meatloaf finished the album off. can't remember which uh, Ted Nugent album it is, but if I ever find it, I'll send it to you just because it's kind of interesting where, you know, there's like four tracks by one singer and then four tracks by like a completely different singer, which must have confused people at the time. But this is all pre-internet and uh, nobody really would have had any idea, you know, what these people were like other than the odd interview in like a Cream magazine or if they happened to come to your town. Uh, at this time period, Ted Nugent was the biggest touring act in uh, North America. He literally was selling out stadiums in like the, like maybe from 77 to 79, somewhere in there. It, it was just insane. Um, he does sing on some of this, but I believe it is not him as the, the primary vocalist. I don't think Derek St. Holmes was in the band at this time. but. Um, for all of his failings as a person, <laughs> uh, Ted Nugent is one of the four or five greatest living guitar players. He is an absolute, absolute, absolute monster. He plays a big hollow body Gibson Burbank guitar, and um, he plays it, and this was like uh, the time period where he was wearing a, um, a loincloth, and he would uh, hang ropes from the ceiling, and he would swing around on a ropes and play guitar and do all sorts of crazy shit. Um, 
this album is uh, certified a classic, and um, while you may not like it, I would just urge that you kind of listen to it as a live album and go, okay, I see what you're talking about. The guy can uh, seriously scream on a guitar. album and this was the same I think this was the same year that the Grease uh, movie came out and so it was either this was being played or uh, the Grease soundtrack was being played I got chills Songs. There's uh, 
Hanging on the Telephone, which uh, starts the album off. It's probably my favorite Blondie song of all time. And uh, Heart of Glass, which is their kind of disco-y um, song that uh, is probably their biggest hit that they had, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, uh, Blondie, great band. This album, uh, kind of top to bottom, uh, really, really good. Tis a classic. So you've got Parallel Lines by Blondie, you've got Keith Richards' Talk is Cheap, and you have Double Live Gonzo by Ted Nugent. Um, if you want to criticize and uh, make fun of me for being too much of a pussy to start up a website for one person, go ahead. I can take it, Ian. Um, but uh, again, uh, one of us uh, has computer skills, and it's the guy that I'm talking to who actually makes a living uh, poking away on his computer with his little fingers and digits and what have you. So that ends this. And this would be the 63rd edition of the Incast. I'm in the fumble, did the one across the hall. If you don't answer, I'll just bring it on the wall.